Why is this thing on? I think it is. All right. Hey, everybody. My name is Derek, and I am the owner, creator, and head silicone slinger here at Amavidi, where we make silicone toys for adults. Now, I was just, uh, I was manning the chat while George was away because, well, when George is away, the mice will play. And uh, lots of folks in the chat. We've got Ishtar. We've got Dub Sativa. We've got Tame. We've got Monolaugh. We've got Foxy. Who was that? Uh, Star Fox. Um, who else? There was somebody else I wanted to, to give a shout out to. Uh, Frost. That's the one I was wanting to give a shout out to. And then we've got George in the background here. She'll be uh, taking over the chat here in just a minute. All right. Uh, you may have noticed there's a screen here that I can actually, you can actually see me. And uh, yeah. I uh, will remind everybody that we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Amavidi. You can drop over there and support us in any way you like, or you can just hang out with us. That would be cool, too. So last week, we had uh, Kristen from Pleasure Forge on, and that was an awesome conversation. We're going to have to have her back on again soon. I uh, We've been chatting all week, and it's just one of those things that... There's just so much we can get to that we haven't yet that I just have to have her back. But tonight we have Bat. Bat is a collector. And for some reason I had my notes wrong for like the last month and I've been calling her a designer. And I I have to apologize. She is a collector. She's got over 200 toys in her collection and she has a very interesting theme. So uh, we'll be bringing Bat on here in just a moment. I'm I'm always curious where everybody is. So uh, take a moment and just let me know where you are in the chat. I'm curious. I know we've got Dub Sativa who's off in Spain, which is awesome. And uh, yeah, I'm just curious. Well, with that, I'm going to bring Bat on and we'll see if this works. It does. Bat, how are you doing? Good. How are you? I am well, thank you. I've, like I said, I had my notes wrong and like I'm just reading off my notes and, and then I'm putting everything together this week and I realized I had my notes wrong. You're a collector. I am, yes. <laughs> now, how long have you been collecting? I've been collecting a little under uh, two years now. Okay. So, um, sounds like you got started right about the time that COVID did. Uh, unintentionally, but yeah. Okay. I was actually still working through COVID, so I wasn't in the stuck-at-home group. So, <laughs> Gotcha. Yeah, um, Ishtar started probably about the same time as you did and you've got kind of parallel co collections as far as size goes but you've got a little bit different theme to yours and I've got a bunch of pictures and I'll be showing them as we uh, go along here but uh, why don't you take a second and tell us a little bit about the theme that you have for your collection and uh, we'll, we'll kind of work it out from there. Uh, well, uh, my theme is desserts and other um, food-esque pours. Um, I do have some outliers um, but originally, when I first got into collecting and just the community in general, um, I actually, my original theme was to buy all of the signatures from Bad Dragon. <laughs> that is not where I stayed um, okay. at all. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but then you kind of developed this, this uh, dessert theme. Yes. I, uh, I'm a huge fan of desserts. I think they're aesthetically okay. pleasing and super tasty. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Okay. Well, um, I'm going to throw some pictures up real quick. And uh, I'll see if I can... Did I do this right? I think I did. Okay, good. So, tell me about this one. What what do we have here? Uh, so, these are just kind of an assortment of, like, birthday cake-esque pours. Um, they were... Uh, more of like my pastel tone pours um, at the time that I had um, and all of them in some way were some sort of either a more beige plain birthday cake style or something a little bit different that didn't fit in with the rest of the collection like a sorbet or um, like uh, like margaritas and stuff like that um, so that's uh th they don't look the same as the rest of my collection but I like them anyway so <laughs> <laughs> Well, point some of them out to us. Which ones are, or maybe you even tell us kind of where your collection started. Did it start in this kind of area or? Um, yes, actually. Um, so originally the more pastel tones are where my collection originally started to go. I was really into pastel cakes. Um, so my first ever indie toy and indie custom was actually the Amarok that's almost in the center and it's a drip cake rainbow pour. Um, and it was a custom and it's probably my favorite toy that I still have. Um, it's just like delightful. And it's honestly what got me into collecting desserts because Tibbs from Fantasy Grove just knocked it out of the park. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Tibbs does some really good pours. He does. So, and actually, I know we've got more Fantasy Grove um, here in the pictures and we'll yes. come back to those in just a minute. Um but uh, Tibbs and uh, Alex were both on this live stream. Oh, they were like, they were number two or number three of this second iteration of yes. the live streams. And they are great folks. They really they are. are. Yeah. So I'm curious now, um, you, you started off uh, in these, oops, I keep, I'm looking at what I want to show and not clicking on the things that I need to show. Um, but out of these that we're looking at here, which ones are your favorites? I mean, we talked about the the drip pour there. Um, the drip pour um, is definitely like special to me. Again, it was my first indie, first indie custom um, all in one. Um, the large Amarok in the back right corner, like the furthest one up, um, actually was a secret Santa gift exchange that Rizu uh, had done for me. Um, so that one is also just really near and dear to my heart because it was super sweet. Um, and then out of that, I also love my Gila, which is far uh, left side for me um, from Concoctions, which is a uh, rainbow sherbet pour. Um, and then my cake Catalfa on the right side from uh, Paladin Pleasure Sculptors. Uh, so those are probably my four picks from the image. <laughs> gotcha. So do you have uh, favorite makers? Do you? Is there maybe your top three makers that you you really like? Oh man! Um, if you so had to pick. <laughs> Fantasy Grove has to be, I, I own more Fantasy Grove toys than any other um, shop, just out of all of them, even out of like Bad Dragon being as big of a company as they are. Um, so definitely, uh, definitely Fantasy Grove is on there. Um, and I guess I, hmm, I probably have like a top four. I know that's cheating, but um, <laughs> Paladin Pleasure Sculptors um, has killed it with every single one of the dessert pours that I have luckily uh, managed to snag from them. 
Um, and then outside of that, shops that I don't know as well, um, the Princess Court and Kisu and Friends are definitely like amazing with their their hand painting and their base art and everything. And they always do really great with the uh, um, like the dessert themes and stuff. So mm -hmm. those are I have a lot of toys from those four shops. Well, not okay. as much Kisu and Friends, but I have so many customs plans. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, which. I have rebooked Kisu and Friends. They were originally booked for October, but um, I found a spot and I've got them coming up. I'm sorry, September 25th, I think it is. So they are two weeks out. Uh, no, three weeks, because next week we've got Venus, then we've got Fergus Monster, and then we've got Kisu and Friends. So um, I'm really looking forward to the next few weeks. They, we've got some good ones coming up. Now I'm going to switch gears here. And now we've got this one. Tell me about this picture. Uh, these are my, um, well, um, a lot of them are the <laughs> rainbow vanilla yogurt parfait pours from Bad Dragon. Um, they're kind of like my birthday cake, you know, like my, <laughs> my pop of color, my little, my little clown friends. Um, there's a couple outliers just in the image. Um, like my first ever toy was that Knox, um, the plain one. Um, my red velvet pours, um, with my cursed taco, um, and then like some, some gift pours and a giveaway that I won from Kisu and otherwise, yeah, just like my obnoxious rainbow birthday cake, um, aesthetic. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you won something from Kisu and friends. I did. I did. I won their, um, their, uh, wave giveaway that they had, um, for the Japanese wave base art that they had. And it's the bottom left-hand corner one. I sadly did not bring that one with me or I would show you. I only brought my Aurelius from them. So I have limited ah. space. <laughs> well, go ahead, go ahead and pop that one up. I'm going to bring you back around and... So this is my Aurelius, and I absolutely love it. It's perfect. It's strawberry shortcake. I custom oh, it cute. at the same time. Um, and it has the cutest cake on the bottom that they did. They absolutely knocked it. Oh, I'm so sorry. I knocked it out of the park with it. Um, yeah. And it is like one of my favorite toys. <laughs> so. You can hear George screaming in the background. She loves them. <laughs> it's so cute. And I will, she is... Um, I think she's a, a, a little bit behind us. She's listening live. So the, there's a little bit of a lag there. So her laughs come out at the most odd times. <laughs> but uh, so, um, yeah, that Kisu inference, I love their base art. Me too. Oh my gosh. They told me that it takes them sometimes like over an hour and I'm just like, that is commitment that I don't have. <laughs> That's amazing. It's very good. They're very talented and they are a delight and I'm currently um, trying to plan a, another batch of customs with them. So very excited. Yeah. Um, I mean, Shop Dad was on um, a few weeks ago and he was like, I've got to, when they're on, I've got to watch because I want to know all their secrets. I want to know exactly <laughs> how they're doing all of that. Because it's, it's amazing what they're able to do. Yeah, it is. So. It's insane. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, let's see. I'm going to switch to this one. Now, this one has a little bit different, a little bit different color palette going with to it. Yes. Um, so these are my coffee, caramel, caramel, um, just a little bit darker cakes, my mints. 
um my cosmic brownie snitties which are like my glasses holder when i go to sleep at night i love them so much <laughs> um my neapolitan just i'm a big fan of browns i know a lot of people tend to avoid browns in fantasy toys I, it can be very reminiscent of like real skin tone and stuff like that but i just find them so rich and creamy and i just indie makers do it so well <laughs> they just make the colors look so nice <laughs> i from from the maker side brown is a very hard color to work with because like you said, you can get into skin tones, but also you can get into something that looks very unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's a it's really hard to to walk that line between something that looks chocolate and something that is uh, I don't want to say off putting, but yeah. unfortunate, shall we say? Yeah. <laughs> or it comes across unintended. That's probably a better way of putting it. Yeah. Um, the the. Is that, um, were they cosmic brownies? The snitties yes. up front. The snitties up yes. front. I, maybe I can point them out here. Uh, those are cute. Those are cute. Um, so, and those are from Fantasy Grove? Yes. Okay. Gotcha. So, um, I think one of the things I wanted to, to get to was um, when I had Ishtar on, we talked a lot mm-hmm. about, you know, um, how that collection develops and mm-hmm. where you start from and, and then your progression. Um, tell me a kind of uh, in terms of like the entire lifespan of your collecting time, how has that collection gone from start to uh, the middle and, and all to where you are today? Um, so just going prior to fantasy toys for a second i did collect um non-fantasy sex toys originally um i specifically loved to buy sets of toys so um for example the cal exotics line has like a set like um like mini marvels or california dreaming and then i would buy the entire line of those just because i thought it was nice it was like a nice hobby and stuff um and as i got into fantasy toys i originally started um more so going for um, like use and uh, applicability um, of the actual intent of the toy. Um, And I was very focused on trying to get fat dragon models as most people end up there originally. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a gateway drug. It is. is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I started there and like I said, I was trying to collect um, signatures of their models. Um, And then once I um, entered the indie scene and I realized that there was more options, um, especially more options that were more size friendly um, in the indie scene, um, I kind of just jumped bow on Bad Dragon purchases and I went into the indie scene. Fantasy Grove got me started with um, Amarok as just a very good model. I it works for me. It's really great. Um, I like the shape. I'm a big fan. Um, but also, it, it does it is smaller than most Fat Dragon models would offer, and a lot of indies tend to have smaller sizes. Like their minis are actually something that I can use, or their smalls. Um, and then I became obsessed with Dessert Pours, but then Dessert Pours started getting bigger and then i was like well i'm gonna have to just start buying them <laughs> to buy them like i can't use all of these i i just really like them yeah um so it started with like uh, pastel cakes um and then it went to the rainbows and then it went to the strawberry theme and then more recently i really got into like chocolate so that's my my current fixation yeah um, it sounds kind of like it went from um something that was functional 
yes. uh, to something that was more art. Yes, it was definitely okay. an appreciation where I was like, that's just too pretty. I, I really would love to have it. Like, I just want to be able to admire it and stuff. Um, so it's it's not that they shouldn't be used one way or the other. You can't appreciate them for both or either or altogether. But um, it was originally a, a functional intent. Now it is very much, I would like it to be functional, but I really just like the artwork and, and being able to appreciate the things that makers are able to do. Yeah. Um, so I kind of interrupted you there and you, I, I think you were at the point where you had started getting into the, the chocolate pours from fantasy yes. Grove. Um, so bring us up to date from there. Um, yeah, I ended up just getting, uh, really into chocolate pours. Um, and then more recently I've been trying to custom more shops. I kind of ended up falling into the same um, shops uh, repeatedly unintentionally just because they were continuing to produce dessert um, like pours and and content related to that um, and then I uh, recently was like I, I really want to try new shops like I want to reach out I want to reach out to makers that are international um, or mm. uh, things like that and just see if they're willing to do a custom um, I'm a big fan of uh, guided surprises um, just okay. because I can give them a picture and be like, whatever you, you could give me a solid brown toy and I would love it. Like whatever you want to do, uh, right. do that. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, now from the customer side, um, mm. do you, do you have an opinion about, uh, sizes that are more approachable? Um, I guess, I, uh, I'm trying to work my brain around this idea because, mm. um, you know, it's very easy for designers, makers to scale designs up and down. And um, do you think that the makers should or could have more approachable sizes? Do you think that's something that is a barrier to entry? Um, I think in general, in the indie scene, makers are very good at keeping minis or smalls or petites or extra smalls or however they make their smallest um a an approachable size um i i know it's not true for every shop and there are some shops that specifically specialize in larger toys larger than even what bad dragon can offer and that is there is a place for that and i love that for them right um i sadly realistically don't uh, have a desire to purchase from them in most cases um, just because it's not something that's functional to me um, but I, I do genuinely feel that indie indie makers are um, very good at making sizes that are good for people who are just getting into this hobby or um, are looking to explore or deal with things like pain and stuff like that so I, I do think it's really great and I'm, I'm glad to see that in the scene so yeah <laughs> I am too. Um, I just saw a note from Ishtar. Uh, is firmness a factor when you see a toy in a drop? Um, so I know this is pretty controversial. I am less likely to buy a toy if it is super soft. There are barring certain models and stuff like that because, for example, things like Snark's Ma um, or like Scylla or Skyla or however you pronounce it from HodgePodge Entourage. Um, they are intentionally wiggly and I want them to be wiggly. So super soft is perfect. Um, but 
when it comes to customing, I also know that certain furnaces can make pours harder. So I tend to just go for medium in most of my things, not just because it's a decent thing for me to use in use, but it's also friendly towards makers who are trying to mm. produce something that, you know, might be more complicated when you bring them a picture of a cake and you're like, make this. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I've got one here from Sumptuous Galaxy. Uh, did you ever buy the Meet Ming? Am I saying that right? <laughs> yes. Um, I did not end up buying it. Okay. Um, <laughs> there was a Bad Dragon job recently, and there was a Meng in it that was their like meat coloration. And someone posted on Twitter and was like, Someone should buy this and then do oh. a ramen, a ramen like photo shoot. I and did I was see like, that. I want, I'm thinking about it and I didn't, <laughs> but I really wanted to, but I shouldn't be spending money right now, especially because I'm saving for a custom. So, <laughs> gotcha. well, um, I mean, you've, you've ha got over 200 pieces in your collection and you know, you're looking at, um, about two years of collecting uh that averages out to about two pieces a week yes does that sound I, about right i have sold over 100 toys as well so okay. i yeah but those were originally like the first ones i started with which again was like getting into signatures and stuff from bad dragon so um i don't like to count those <laughs> as a part of my life <laughs> <laughs> gotcha so uh the secondary market um is that a place where you buy or is that just where you sell? I do both. I'm a big fan of uh, the secondhand market. I think it's a nice place for me to find something that might be a little bit cheaper, um, you know, get to talk to some cool people, uh, make some cool connections, maybe even follow each other on socials and stuff. Um, and it's also a way for someone to make back some money that they can get towards a toy that they actually want more or would work better for them. So, Okay. Because uh, some people um, don't like the idea of buying something that's um, secondhand um, on the mm. secondary market. Um, you know, silicone can be sanitized. Yes. Um, so <laughs> that's a great thing about it. Uh, but not everybody is is open to that idea, um, which I think is I'm always interested to hear both sides of it um, because it's almost an emotional reaction. Yeah, um, I guess for me, um, I'm definitely just on the side of like slap that baby in a pot of boiling water and call it a day. Like, I, I don't mind. Um, there are, I think I've only had one weird secondhand purchase and I still was completely fine with it afterwards. I just, again, threw that sucker in some hot water and was like, it's yeah. fine. So gotcha. <laughs> uh, I've got another picture here I'm going to share. There is just so much pink. <laughs> yes, my my favorites. I have added so much more since this picture. Um, these are my strawberry shortcake and or just strawberry um, uh, pours. Like those like my uh, hodgepodge entourage toys are um, like a strawberry sundae. Um, but these are <laughs> my pride and joy. I actually normally store them on an actual cake stand in my bedroom. <laughs> Uh, I have several of them, but they're on the biggest one and they don't all fit. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, they are just so cute. Uh, I mean, there's just something cute about all that pink. But um, I mean, there's also the hand painting in there. I'm seeing yes. strawberries. Yes. And um, there's also the inclusions from Something Squishy Toys on their um, 
they're scaled with. So. Oh wow. Um. So you okay? Uh, you said you had this on a uh, cake stand. Um, yes. So is this something that you display? Yes. Um, I'm currently between two houses, um, which I sadly cannot show you guys, um, like all of my toys and my display and stuff. But um, I have about four shelves of toys, a 12 foot banister, um, a rolling cake tray, and then I have a dresser with the large cake stand on it. Um, and so that has like all of my toys on it and stuff, um, at least my fantasy toys. Um, uh, but I do display them. They're usually just in my bedroom. Um, they encircle my bed, like a little cave. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. So, oh, I skipped one. I skipped ahead one. So here's another one. Let's talk about these real quick. Uh, so these are strange bedfellows models. Um, the... Carl? I don't really know how to pronounce the one in the back, the feathered one that's like newer for them. Um, it's Neapolitan. I was just so ecstatic to see it drop. It was in a mm. firmness I really wanted. Um, it looks super cute. But the um, the Odin and uh, Sila, as well as the um, dragon claw um, little vibe uh, thing that they had, um, <laughs> were actually, I um, asked Avery if she would pour them and she did. And I was like, I have to buy several of these. So I did. <laughs> Um, and they all were just amazing. The colors were so rich. Like they just like are such like good colors for it. And she just knocked them out of the park. And I just, I adore them so much. So they needed their own little shoot when they all came in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tibbs is in the chat from Fantasy Grow says, I adore your strawberry snark maw. Uh, oh, thank you. <laughs> one of the things I like about this one, and I don't know if I can highlight it i i love these dri drips i do too i am drips are my favorite uh feature on a toy uh so even more than hand painting and stuff so i love them yeah <laughs> um okay so can we point out the one that tibbs was just talking about where is it uh the strawberry shortcake maw the strawberry snark maw it's right to the yeah right there and it's like flopping over <laughs> gotcha okay yeah. i was thinking that was it but i didn't want to uh to lead anybody astray yes um now also i you said you sold uh pieces on the secondary market you've bought them yes. it's almost like do you consider this to be an investment Oh no, oh no, okay. I've lost so much money in this, I cannot. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> this is not an investment for me. This is literally for fun, it's a hobby. It's something that I like to do to explore myself, my, I guess my sexuality, um, my enjoyment of art and stuff like that. Um, and I just, I love it. Um, I, I, I don't sell anything for enough charge actually. I usually sell toys for uh, like 50% less than what I bought them for because I just want someone to love them more than me. So if they just don't Aww. work out, like that's just like, that's, I'm not worried about it. So. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. And then these, what do we have here? These are hodgepodge entourage models. Um, I literally have never heard someone pronounce it like Skyla or Sila or anything I have no idea what it is mm -hmm. as well as their squishions which I have here um but they are they they are like a strawberry sundae pour and hodgepodge entourage a wonderful shop amazing pours 
they do not do food pours very often. Um, so I went for the Lard's Sila that was in the back. Um, and actually Penny Envy, um, another member in the community, uh, managed to snag it for me. Uh, it was my first ever interaction with them. They were just amazing. I was so excited. I also bought the Spishins. And then a community member uh, named Ren reached out to me like a year later and they were going to sell their smaller Sila and was like, I was told that this matches like two other toys you have. Do you want this? And I was like, yes, like I do. So I was oh, wow. like, <laughs> yeah. Um, Tame asks, do you find yourself going back to the same handful of shops or do you try out new shops often? And what draws you to try out a new shop? I feel like just by default, because bigger shops, like for example, like strange, but Bella's drops on a pretty regular basis, like every two weeks. Um, there's, a more likeliness for me to buy from them because one, they're in the United States and two, they do have some sort of regular routine schedule. And when I, I know Avery's um, on leave currently, um, but when she was there, there was always new dessert pours. So I have a lot of toys from them. Um, I do like to um, go to new makers when I can or try out new makers. Like I said, I, I'm trying to focus more on that this year, which is why I've been purchasing a lot less um because i want to um like save up money for customs to reach out to international companies and stuff that i haven't bought from before um but it's just really easy to kind of fall into a habit whenever you know that the toy is going to be of a certain quality you know what like it's going to look like you know uh realistically the customer service you're going to get and you know that this shop is constantly producing more products to kind of accidentally fall into a rut um mm. but as for what makes me want to try a new shop um honestly just a shop doesn't have to try very hard like if they like post a picture of something and it's like pink i'm like i can custom them so <laughs> gotcha all right and i guess a follow-up with that would be how would you find new indie makers i usually use twitter um just because um i have my tweets always set to like latest so if someone like retweets something um, that I can see it uh, just by default instead of having to like sift through because it has less interaction or anything like that. Um, but also the Discord has been like really great for that because people just pop in like, just found three new shops. Here's all the links. And I'm like, fantastic. Thank you. Like, I don't have to go looking. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I, um, I'm always coming across new shops. And, you know, I follow them because I'm, I'm always curious what the new folks are doing. I'm always thinking ahead in terms of maybe they'll come on as a guest someday. Um, but, uh, you know, Twitter is a great place. It's, it's a little bit hit and miss. You kind of just have to really be part of that yeah. community to, to see everything that's going on. Um, oh, here's a question. Uh, do you insure your collection? Do you insure your collection? I don't know why I can't say that. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Um, we, we do um, have things in place um, without going too much into detail, but right. I had to have a serious conversation. I temporarily moved back in with my mom because I'm between places and she, uh, she knows and she's fine with it. She thinks the artistry is super nice. Like she thinks it's really cute, but um, she, had to sit me down and be like hey like you're spending a lot of your money on this um like outside of obviously like my bills and stuff and she was like um do we need to like insure this and or put this into like a will and I was like this is really serious and the answer is yes so <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. Um, I mean, once you get to a certain point, it and that was kind of my question about do you see it as an investment? Because this is something mm-hmm. that you have to protect. And yeah. um, I mean, we could get into the whole how do you store it and everything. Um, mm-hmm. But it almost sounds like you keep a lot of it out on display. I do. Yes. So okay. if something were to happen and go horribly awry, they're all right there. So. <laughs> yeah. It's not like you can grab a suitcase and run out. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. I'm going to skip on to, uh, this is an interesting one. This is an interesting one. Tell me about this one. Um, so these are my, in quote, because I'm saying this with, um, with like uh, love. These are my two least favorite toys that I own, um, and they are both cursed to me. Um, my Saline, which is a lot simpler, was during the initial release for her. I love Khajiit. Um, and I was like, I absolutely need one. Um, so I was do, do like attending the Bad Dragon Drop for it. And a friend found a Strawberry Frosted Squares, which is one of my favorite colors from them. Um, so I bought it. And somehow, even though it was the only one and it was the first drop, I did not get the stock photo. Um, and I was super like upset about it because like there was one, like there was no other one. Um, uh-huh. So um, she's still super pretty. Love the marbling. Like honestly, like uh, Bed Dragon did a really good job on her. But the taco is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. It was my first introduction to the fantasy toy community. And I have a great hatred for that taco. Um, <laughs> and I keep it out of spite and solely out of spite. Um, it was supposed to be a red velvet cake custom. And they originally, when this was, this was before I was even collecting, this was like years like this is when they first released red velvet cake and they still like had customs open 24 7 and stuff um i just happened to stumble on the site and i saw the red velvet cake coloration so i went through and like looked for all of the models that were compatible and it had a specific little note that whatever you saw on the colored like display is what you were going to get so i (laughs) i ordered the taco because it said it was compatible and the way that it was displayed to me was the cream white with a red underbelly that's all it was and it had a highlight but when bad dragon customer service got my order they were like hey (laughs) this was never supposed to be like a compatible (laughs) coloration on taco and i was like oh that's cool and they were like yeah so we can't do the stripes and i was like i don't want the stripes i want what was on the color picker which was this white cream base and and then the red like stomach part and they were like well we can't do that because then it's not red velvet cake and i was like that's what i want like i was like that is what was you guys had a guarantee um and so they insisted on trying to do the uh the split which did not work as you can see they same day took down the option on their color display thing and they will refuse to let people try and custom um, red velvet cake on taco um it is also a flop it has a nick in it and they uh, basically were like hey man this is the best we can do and it's not <laughs> what i wanted it's super ugly like i i loathe this like first interaction in this community um not like the indie community scene but bad dragon right. uh the fantasy toy and i keep it solely because i project all of my uh, malice onto it and it like collects them like a weird dream catcher. Um, so. <laughs> gotcha. 
Yeah, uh, there's a lot of stuff happening in the chat. Um, I'm hoping that George <laughs> is catching all of that. I did see that uh, Sumptuous Galaxy is working on a creamsicle pour right now. <gasps> really? Yeah, literally, oh as gosh. we're as we're talking right now, she's oh, degassing man. and uh, pouring creamsicle right. I'm so excited. I love creamsicle colors. I love it. <laughs> I just love cream and orange. It's so nice. <laughs> yeah. So where are we with this one? Um, so these are my two Kisu and Friends toys, um, which the Kisu was the one that I won in the giveaway. Okay. Um, and then when I won the giveaway, I asked them if I could also custom something to have it shipped with them because I'd really wanted an Aurelius from them. Um, and they said yes. And so they uh, asked me what I wanted. I gave them a photo of a strawberry shortcake and I said, hey, I don't want to know what you're doing but I do want you to charge me. Like, I don't want this to be charged, like undercharged for anything. Like I absolutely want you to like upcharge the crap out of me for whatever you do. And they did. And I was very pleased about that. And I, they were like, we're sorry if this is too expensive. I'm like, no, this is what I want. Like, I want you to get paid for whatever you're doing. And I had no idea what it looked like until it got here and it was perfect. So. Gotcha. And the, the blue and white one is the one that you won. Yes, it is and a wave. Yes. And then we have these little bitty tiny teeny ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they made um, a couple other ones of the strawberry shortcake pour for a drop that they did. So they gave me the teenies for those ones um, since they don't, you know, they, they usually do the teenies with the um, customs and stuff. So it was super cute. Yeah. And then these are the bases of those yes. same ones that we were just looking at. And they and are beautiful. They are. I mean, we've got the, the strawberry shortcake there and that, that wave, it reminds me of, um, that Japanese art. That's what it is. <laughs> okay. Oh man. I, one day I may just have to go like sneak into their studio and <laughs> put a camera up so I could just watch how they do that. Cause that wave is amazing. I have heard painting with silicone is not a fun experience. Um, and so I am very impressed with all of the details that they uh, managed to do. Yeah. Uh, Amber asks, what is your number one wish list toy? Oh, no. Um, I probably I, I actually I had two, and then I actually ended up by two really nice people in the community. I ended up having them fulfilled. So I have oh, both wow. of them. So yeah, um, one of them was a bad dragon birthday cake toy. And the other one was a Neapolitan uh, stroker from bad dragon. But as far as now, currently, um, I am really uh, looking for a daddy dog from kiss you and friends, which is what I am trying to get set up to custom. Um, and then as well, um, Hodgepodge Entourage just released a new model. I cannot, I think it's called like Chigaru or something. Um, it's a new modded, knotted model. I love knotted models. So I am, okay. I'm, I really want a pour that speaks to me from them. So those are my two current wishlist dream toys. Gotcha. Um, by the way, if you've got something on hand that you want to show off and you're talking about it, grab it and show it to us. Uh, Ishtar asks, how do you take such great photos? I have a light box and a lot of determination to waste a lot of time cropping them out individually and then like coloring in the backdrop. 
with art programs. So oh my god, <laughs> they are <laughs> they are not good. I'm not a good photographer at all. Um, this is my um, ultimate collection piece, um, which the owner of the Discord actually uh, sold to me, and it is a birthday cake bad dragon toy. But it is not only a birthday cake one, which is rare, but it's also a chocolate one, which is like, I didn't even know that this existed. And it's my like, like my top crown jewel, if that makes sense of my collection. So um, I am I am in love with it. Gotcha. Uh, Yeah, um, it's it's always interesting to see how people, you know, what they gravitate towards and mm. um no, that one's gorgeous. I liked that one. Uh, Frost asks, because we've got awesome folks in the in the chat, that so many questions coming up. Uh, what's your favorite thing about the indie scene? Oh, man. Um, I love that. I, I love two things, but both of them encompass. I just love the community. I have such a good time um, talking to people. I don't think I've ever like had an issue with someone other than when I first joined the community. Someone was like, really upset with me for my taco for some reason I don't know why I don't even remember it that well um but I I just love meeting people like I I love talking to people I just adore seeing other people's collections and like there's a personal side of the indie market that goes with makers as well like they're people and they they interact and they have their own way of posting on social media or asking for engagement or how they you know interact with us in customer service uh regards and, and such like that um, and it's just so personal. Like it, it's a very like vulnerable community to be a part of when you're all collecting sex toys. But it's it's really fun, and everyone's different, has their own things, and I love it. Yeah. Um, I oh, I just realized I was skipping through all that while uh, you were talking. Um, <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. The one of the great things about the the community is that there is so little distance between the makers and the the community the audience the the buyers the customers um you know we're we're right there next to you and so often it is a a partnership between the the makers and the folks in the in the community who are buying our products and uh yeah i'm that's something i love about it as well now i i skipped up to this one what are we looking at here these are my the princess court toys um okay. which i do have one of my pips here with me um the which Princess one Court, my this the smaller pip i have it was actually a custom that i got from them um i had never custom them purchased from them or anything like that before um but i really like the model and i reached out to them and i was like strawberry shortcake and they killed it like it is perfect i love it the model's fantastic it's i love the shape and everything the little bow um and that has all the like strawberries on it and they just did an amazing job so i'm a huge fan huge fan (laughs) gotcha and that was the one that is right over here on the left side yes the left smaller one yeah yeah okay um so these are prince's court is am i am i right yeah, the Prince's Court. Okay, gotcha. Um, and then, now the one that caught my eye is the one mm. in the back there. This one. I that marbling. Love it. It's perfect. <laughs> it, it's just, it has that caramel and chocolate and vanilla going for yes. it. It's just, it's gorgeous. 
it's one of my favorite toys. I actually, um, I have a, I have a really great group of friends, um, and they like to buy each other gifts. And I was unable to afford uh, that one when it dropped, and so I didn't go for it. And one of them, uh, well, I guess it was like a group effort. They they surprised me with it, and it was really, really, really sweet, and it meant a lot. And it's probably one of my favorites in my collection. Mm. Uh, Tibbs from Fantasy Grove uh, says, I'd love to hear more about your doodles of toys and characters. You did my amazing Discord banner, and I love your doodles of yourself with the toys. What do you love most about drawing your toys? I just think it's fun to kind of like journal um, my toys uh, and my relationship with them, um, how they make me feel, which is usually very like confident and like fun, um, very authentic. Um, but as for uh, just drawing in this community in general, I love drawing personas. Um, I love drawing other people's characters and I love drawing characters um, for and from shops. Um, I just really like having the the character association. I'm not someone who utilizes the character in the fantasy aspect, which I know some people do, but I do think it is so fun whenever shops have a little character or mm. bio or something that goes with it. Um, but in general, I, I just really like to draw things that I enjoy and I enjoy this community and uh, I enjoy, um, you know, the, the, the content that comes from it. So I just like to draw a lot of stuff about it <laughs> so do you have an art background um yes i am actually uh currently an independent illustrator um but i draw uh well to not beat around the bush i draw fetish work so it is not okay. at all associated with uh what this like community is or anything like that so that's where i that's where i do my work at currently Gotcha. Um, and have you thought about branching out into other designs? Uh, I think that was a follow up from Tibbs, but I think you kind of just answered that in that you've got, you know, various categories that you're doing art in. Yeah, um, I I do. I actually got to do my first um, art piece in the community for um, Fantasy Grove. I, I did the design for their Jacoby model. Um, and then I did two business cards for them for Pride. Um, and now I have uh, something that I'm doing um, for another maker and also a friend um, that will uh, hopefully be coming up soon. Um, but I, I just in general really like to draw people's characters um, or their toys and them together, uh, even if they aren't, you know, shop owners and stuff. I just really value that connection that someone can have between a little fun character that they made and also um their uh collection so yeah i'm as we're talking here i'm kind of i'm going through and zooming in on a few things that catch my eye because like like this drip uh, it, that's i don't know why but that drip just ca <laughs> is everything for me right now uh so um i want to remind everybody that we are taking questions from the chat uh, if you do have any questions, drop them in there. Uh, I will work them in as we go along. And uh, George is doing an awesome job of collating those for me so far. Ishtar says, we need a pronunciation guide from the shops that, for their toy names. I agree. I, I do agree. Um, I Strange Bedfellas um, unintentionally did one. They did a poor tour um during one of their drop weeks when they were busy so they did like a 
recording um, of it and they said all of them and I was actually correct about all of them but I have not heard them say the Carl which is K-A-R-L and I don't know how it's pronounced <laughs> so... uh, gotcha. yeah there's somebody did one that was uh, Q-A-R-L um, I don't I can't remember who did that one um, oh that is this one yeah oh okay gotcha yes. I might have misspelled it <laughs> Um, let's see, August Frost, uh, regarding both indie shops and the collector community, are there any changes that you hope to see in the future or anything that you're looking forward to? Hmm. I, I feel like change is a, is a really loaded question, maybe unintentionally, um, just because of, uh, what I have seen recently in the community. And I'm not really sure that that's like the thing to like go into here. I think that's just like a a bad vibe of certain things that have been going on. Um, But things that I'm looking forward to, um, honestly, like I am just looking forward to seeing shops grow and new shops come onto the scene. I I think there's a lot more education about how to do this and do it safely. Um, I think people like ShopDad are are working really hard um, to do that and make it uh, accessible um, for people to ask questions. Um, uh, And I think that's uh, I think that's important because it, it, it is more accommodating and friendly to people like uh as collectors like me so i can get information on how things are being done um so like with the wiki um but also um like it's mm, it's just nice to to be able to see that change coming through the shops as well on their side not just from a collector standpoint but you know maybe making it a little bit more accessible to people who didn't have a place to start and i think that's really great so i like what they're doing <laughs> yeah um this might be a time where i can plug myself here a little bit. Um, so I have my YouTube channel where I show a lot of this stuff. Um, but I'm actually working on a new website. Uh, it's called imakesextoys.com. And it's, it's funny. I see it kind of, and this was unintentional. Um, but Par- shop dad and I were working on these parallel ideas of kind of bringing all these ideas or this, these concepts and these uh, skills and the, the technology or the technical aspects of it together. And he ended up with a wiki and I've mm-hmm. ended up with uh, more of a website where it's a little bit more conversational, whereas his mm-hmm. is a little bit more structured. And so uh, I'm, I'm really kind of still building out. I make sex toys.com, but uh, it's, that's something that I'm, I'm really trying to bring the community in a little bit more so that they can see behind the scenes a little bit. And let's see. Joshua Valverde. Firecrotch has the saber, and I'd love to see you have a uh, Firecrotch versus Amaviti sword fight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> gotcha yeah george is over here kind of giving me the background on that one but um yeah sword fights i i would be up for that yeah uh let's see what else am i missing did i get through all the pictures i think i have a couple more oh i have one left this is the last one what are we looking at here um these are my strawberry shortcake toys from paladin pleasure sculptors um, they are uh, uh, dreamies for me. Um, the Oberon, which is their newer model on the right side, um, 
is an amazing toy. Um, I did actually want that one in Super Soft, and I uh, really think it works really well with the model and the the shape and everything like that. Um, but <laughs> these um, these are definitely uh, like like ultimate dreamies for me, um, uh, just in general. And um, really appreciative to to Linda and again uh, my friends for helping me be able to to have these because it was it was a surprise and it was really sweet of them. So. Um, it was it was really nice and and they are my favorites um, especially from like in general it's just like a like a cute thing and I do have them here um, and I love oh, yeah. I love my Oberon very much and it's perfect <laughs> yes yeah um, I mean those were those are gorgeous um, Linda is also going to be on um, I have to check the date but she's booked for um, probably next probably about four weeks out I think it is yeah if I remember correctly because I think I said it on Twitter so I am I am looking forward to that (laughs) (laughs) um but Linda was I will go back to you know a year and a half ago when I first first explored this YouTube thing um she was one of my first guests and she was so awesome because I was having so many technical problems at that time um Tibbs Back in the chat, asking if you ha- could give any advice to brand new collectors, what would you tell them? Oh my gosh, um, get a hold of your FOMO. Like that is the number one thing, and it comes up all the time uh, with other new newer collectors. Um, I, like the fear of missing out, like FOMO phenomenon, and spending a lot of money um, on things that you might not want or need or like. Um, is just such a problem when you first get into this hobby. Um, And it took me quite a while to be like, okay, like we need to slow down and like really consider um, like what the, what the port is, what the toy is. Do you need more of this model? You have like 10 Amarox. Do you need more Amarox? Like you, you probably don't. Um, And yeah, it's, it's, it's very hard. Um, So I would definitely say slow down try to appreciate the toys you have whether that is an aesthetic or in use and you know take time to get to know that poor or that toy um and then kind of branch off of that it is important to remember that there will always be more toys and it might not be the exact same poor but there will be similar pores or there will be pores that you like even more and you shouldn't be spending the amount of money that some of us have spent uh getting into this hobby uh regardless of if you can afford it or not um it's especially because like i said i ended up selling like easily 100 toys and that Mm. wouldn't have happened if i had reined this in um correctly initially but I I did not so that is very important to me and I know it's something other people struggle with even being in this community for years so that is what I would recommend (laughs) gotcha yeah um I was actually just going back through uh this afternoon and editing some of um my conversation with Ishtar and uh she kind of made the same point which is that the the poor will come back around you'll be able to get it eventually. You know, it may not happen today, but it'll come back around for you. Um, Let's see. Tame says, I never would have considered a dessert pour if it weren't for Bat. Now I have a beautiful mini s'mores toy. Thanks for encouraging me to branch out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Oh, here's an interesting one. Are there any other practical uses besides glasses holders? 
I use my toys for a lot of things that they should not be used for. Um, my city's glasses holder is definitely the uh, number one. Um, but I use them as weights for when I'm having like anxiety um, or I use them as stem toys, obviously, which a lot of people do. Um, I use them to do things like prop my phone up if I'm traveling and need to like do my makeup. Um, so I, I use them for that. Um, I set things on them like my pill bottles and stuff like that so I can remember to like take my medication and stuff. So I misuse my toys all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, all right. Well, I've got just a, a couple of more questions, and Fiona has decided that she wants to oh, be a part Fiona. of the conversation and knock stuff off my desk. <laughs> but um, let's see. Oh, I have something I want to show because uh, I've talked about this recently, but I don't know that I've ever shown it here. And this is totally me going off on a tangent here but this is one of my turbo flops <laughs> oh no i uh i made a mistake in my recipe and that oh thing just just falls over <laughs> it just looks like it's like deflating it's so sad i love it oh my gosh <laughs> Yeah. Uh, sorry about that. I just had to put that out there because I found I I pulled it out and made a video this week and posted it, and it is just so hilarious to to see that. Um, but that kind of brings up another question I wanted to get to, which was, how do you feel about flops? I love flops. I love okay. them. They're perfect. They're amazing. I love that they bring something a little special to the toy. Um, I don't really mind that they bring it down in price, but I do think it's nice to give that option to people, make it a little bit more affordable. Um, but I think that they are hilarious and a, a lot of my toys are flops and I am totally fine with that. Um, I think there are very, um, like the only lines I would cross is like if some it looked like someone bit like three inches out of the shaft and then I'd be like, OK, like there's a limit here. So. <laughs> yeah, I've seen some of the some of the things that I have no idea how, why Bad Dragon does this, but they it's almost like they take a drill to it and they drill out this <laughs> hole. And it's it's kind of amazing that they would do that to it, but they do. And yeah. Uh, but um, I think I've also heard about um, wide trims. That seems to be a thing with uh, Bad Dragon, and it becomes a flop. Yeah, they if they um, don't trim the toy the correct way, sometimes they'll like under or over trim it, and it's like a flop. And at that point, if they're going to count it as a flop, just like save yourself some money and grab it. Like it's it's. I have a couple of them. I I don't have any with me. Um, that are like uh, weird trims and, and they don't even like sit like sideways and have a lean or anything like that. So just uh, that is the smallest defender for me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, there's there's different kinds of flops. And um, so if they've got a lean to them, does that bother you at all? No, I okay. I just think it adds so much personality. My large Sila has so many flops it's literally the omega flop of mega flops like it is a super flop from hodgepodge and it is just riddled with issues and it's the perfect toy like i love it it adds so much character <laughs> <laughs> yeah well did we get through um everything that you had there that you wanted to show off um i just 
brought a couple. Um, if I could show off, hmm, if I could show off one more probably would yeah. be, um, I know these, <laughs> my, my, uh, Kuru Voodoo, um, Stella's, uh, chests are like favorites for me. They're my favorite sim toys. I take them with me, like both sizes, uh, basically <laughs> everywhere I go. Um, I adore them. I'm a big fan of, of chest models, um, just in general, and I wish they were more. So if you're a maker and you're out there and you're hearing this, like I'm, oh. I'm looking. <laughs> ah, yeah, we do have makers. Uh, we've got uh, pleasure forge in the chat. Um, and I know I saw assumptuous galaxy and Fa- fantasy grove. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's a lot out there that are paying attention to us. So um well i'm about ready to wrap it up was there anything else that you wanted to get to um no i think there's uh, i'm always curious kind of you know how people develop their their collections and their fascinations and and even i asked earlier about you know what advice you would give a, a new collector and i think your your comment about letting go of the fomo is is very real um which actually I want to follow up one last question and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, do you like drops as a customer? Do you prefer drops or? Oh man. Um, so I don't have a strong opinion. I like drops just because it's fun for me. Um, and if I miss a toy, I know that if it's sold that fast, it went to someone who will like it as well. Um, I do appreciate shops who do pre-shop, for example, just because it gives people a little bit more time to like take a look at what is going up closer um, before it goes up. Um, but that is not something that all shops have the ability to do. Um, and that is totally fine with me. Um, I don't mind drops at all. Um, and I understand why it is very difficult for shops to offer customs uh, in an unlimited amount, basically, um, where there are shops that do, you know, MTOs like uh, Strange Bedfellows, Friend Requests and such. Um, I know Pleasure Forge had done them in the past. I had one um, done with them um, or they'll open them in limited slots and stuff. Um, I really don't know of a better way to shop toys that is both friendly to the like the consumer as well as the shop um, other than drops. Mm-hmm. So I am fine with them, if that makes sense. Like, I just feel like they make sense. Um, and I do enjoy what the, the, the community coming together and then sharing all their little drop snags and like helping each other and stuff. <laughs> but um, yeah. it is, it is really person to person. And I definitely understand why it's the go-to method for, for shops to sell their content. And I think that's totally fine. Yeah, um, you mentioned Pleasure Forge, and yes. in the chat, Pleasure Forge said Bat does the Lord's work moderating spaces. I um, I I do moderate um, in the the Discord specifically. There's um, other servers, but they're smaller or um, adjacent to the community. Um, but the the Discord is where I spend most of my time on Discord. So <laughs> yeah, and. One last time, I want to show this guy off. <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> okay. Well, that it has been fun. I've had a blast. Um, I appreciate you sharing your collection. And if you'll hang out for just a moment, say good night, and then you and I'll wrap up in just a bit. 
Uh, thank you so much for having me. It's really nice. Yeah, Good night. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, that was Bat, a collector with over 200 pieces in their collection. And uh, a wonderful conversation. I'm always curious to see and to hear how the other side of the screen sees what we do. And I will remind everybody, we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Almavidi. You can also catch us. I'm going to get my notes up here. Next week, we have Venus, who is a designer. We've got Monster Fergus coming up on September 18th. I will say that Monster Fergus is probably the most humble person that I've met in quite a while. We've got Kizu and Friends coming up on September 25th. And then we have Linda from Paladin Pleasures coming up on October 2nd. All right, everybody. I'll catch you next time. Next Sunday, 7 o'clock. Bye!